It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James is here by the lake. <laughs> the opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing while playing the tear and share. James' favorite. Tear and share. Yeah, and we this have a new name for it now. Episode, what's it called? Pulling chair. That's not that's, as good. In episode 145 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Remember, there's no stupid ideas, just stupid people, Dennis. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Dennis, uh, be a little lengthy, three minutes, which I know that's not what she said. Uh, huh? I put a few topics up there already. Just pull them. Oh, I like that. That's the, is that really where you put them? Ah, What is that? Okay. <laughs> Dennis, how's everything been? Good. I survived another week. Oh my God. Next. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, Good. My my father came home. He's been gone for two months. So I picked him up from the airport. And then he stayed for a night. And then he left again. So now he's going on another cruise. Um, yeah. Other than that, I went to the psychiatrist this past week. Into the microphone. They moved one of my medicines or tweaked one of them again. So we'll see how that works out. I don't know. Um, other than that, uh, I watched a show that Mike suggested to me called The Author Offer on Paramount Plus about the making of The Godfather, and it was very good and it was so good. I had to go watch all three Godfathers after that. Is it a documentary? It's not a documentary, it's a I don't know, a narrative or whatever, a fictional show based off of a book that was supposed to be nonfiction. But I think it's exaggerated a little, you know, dramatized, as they say. But it was so good. Miles Teller was in it as, as the main character of, of uh, Albert Ruddy, who I looked up is actually, you know, he's 92 years old and he's still actively producing. It's insane. Don't tell us. Tell the microphone. I am telling the microphone. My mouth is an inch away from the microphone. Uh, other than that, I'm excited about today because Miss Marvel comes out today. Oh, I thought Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan does come out today, but I'm more excited about Miss Marvel and Doctor Strange and a whole season of Umbrella Academy, which they're doing the Hotel Oblivion storyline, which is cool. With the sparrows. Yeah. Very, very cool. Excited about that. Other than that, crypto's still in the dirt. Uh, Still patiently waiting on James to to finish the artwork. I did finish. No, you didn't. You didn't get my email? No. You're lying. 
And on that note, I'll pass it to James so he can lie some more. If it's coming out of my mouth, it's a lie. I knew it. That was a lie. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, I got my babies at home sleeping. Um, you know, one of the best things about having them here is just to going, going into their room, like just kind of petting their head and giving them a kiss on the forehead. I, <laughs> it's not creepy. They're my sons, Dennis. I don't know why I thought it was funny. Is, it, is that going to stop at some point? It'll you, never stop. No. They're my little guys. They're going to be like 50 years old and James is going to huddle in there with his walker and be like... Mm. It's just, I just love it so much. I mean, one day you'll understand, Dennis. But Mike knows exactly what I'm talking about. And um, I got to hang out with Mike the other day and Dennis, uh, you know, for a short amount of time. It was really hot. I got to play in the water sprinkler with him. Oh, yeah. And, and his daughter warmed up to me immediately. <laughs> um, but I just, I don't know. I have a, a way with kids. I just, I just act silly and they can... They relate to that, you know, and uh, she's just adorable. Your daughter is so cute. And um, today I'm going to Dave and Buster's with um, a co-worker and he's got two boys. And uh, it's funny. He works with me at Disney. And when we started talking, um, we I was like, I got two boys. And he's like, I got two boys, too. And I was like, yeah, they live with their mom. He's like, mine, too. <laughs> so. He's got them for the whole summer. I don't know how he got them all summer. I was like, yeah, I only got a month. He's like, oh, that's cool. And uh, we're going to go to Dave & Buster's today and get some tickets and get some food and just relax. And um, But I think this will be the highlight of my day, sitting with you guys. What do you got, Mike? Thanks, James. And if you hear creaking, it's because we're on rocking chairs. So if you hear anything coming through and you're like, is that... Is that my my listening device? No, it's probably not your car. Don't take it into the shop if you're listening in the car. Or if you're, like, running and you're like, is that my sciatica? It's like, it might be your sciatica that's actually kicking up. But um, we wish you the best. It was fun. Fun hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Dennis hung out with my daughter for, like, an hour and a half. And then James showed up. And she, like, lit up, and she was like, it's James, it's James. And I was thinking, why she hasn't warmed up to you, Dennis? And nothing came to mind. I have no <laughs> I, I, I thought it might be because... Other times, like, I think the last time we'd hung out, like, she did warm up to me. Mm. But this time, she wasn't having it. She, no, absolutely none of it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's fine. I mean, you're not supposed to like all of your family. And, like, to her, <laughs> you guys, because her, she's hung out with both of you more than she's actually hung out with, at like, my actual family. Yeah. Like, besides, like, Becky, who I guess is, like, added in recently. Like, she hangs out with her a lot. Outside of that, all my family's up, like, you guys have probably hung out with her, like, four or five days that's probably how much like my family has just because they haven't had an opportunity to come down and we're going to go up in August. So I'm just planning that out. Um, the prices of uh, rental cars has doubled in the last four months. I went to go book it and they want over a hundred bucks a day, which in Orlando is normal, but usually it's cheap up near Boston because they have public transportation. So People don't rent as many cars, but they're just like, ah, we don't care anymore. We're going to charge what we want. So I'm trying to find uh, alternate ways to get around. And I think I have a vehicle I'm just going to rent and Uber 
all the way. It's going to be like a three-hour Uber that is only going to be 80 bucks. So that person's definitely losing their shirt in the deal. I don't know. Tell us about your trip again. Oh, my my trip coming up? Yeah. So it will be in uh, middle August, so I'm just planning out now. So we got, what, a little under two months away. But it'll be good. And I got nothing planned outside of uh, six days hanging out with family. So it'll be be fun. And there was something that came up this week that I'm glad about. Um, within work, there was... Uh, I think I felt like a hamster on a wheel for a long time because I was waiting to hear back from management if my shift was going to change or what was going to happen. And they were going to partner me up with somebody else to work. And that is no longer happening. So I get to do my own thing again, like fully, and know that that is going to be what my purpose is. So I'm going to be using the logo that uh, James graciously put together on everything and really uh, be able to be fulfilled in that that way. Because the three of us, as you hear, we're uh, creatively minded where if we don't have, I think, a focus on some sort of project to get that outlet, not to, to necessarily pay the bills, but to, to be fulfilled, uh, I know I attribute my happiness outside of uh, the work and the program to being just for that. <laughs> it's like outside of being a parent and everything else, I still creatively have to be putting in. And I don't think I really was the last six months because I was waiting to hear what the next thing was. So I was praying that it would happen and uh, and it did. So that's a good thing. So I'm excited about that. And I promised... James that we would do a tear and share at least once a month so I think it's that time because the last three weeks anyway I think we had topics so do you want to get us started James and explain why you love the tear and share I won't explain why but I'll start (laughs) dealing with trouble in recovery start the clock go alright so I mean, the first thing I think about is trouble. What is defined as trouble? I think that if you're, um, you know, late for work and the boss gets on your back, that could be trouble. Um, How I deal with it is, you know, I'm humble. I apologize for being late. They don't make excuses. And um, I let them know that I'll try not to ever let that happen again. I do say try. Because I can't say I'll never let that happen again. Because we all know that sometimes you're late. That can be perceived as trouble. So dealing with trouble really, in a nutshell, is how I react to certain situations. Um, A lot of things can be troubling. People's actions can be troubling. Um, Health issues can be troubling. So many things can be troubling. Hi, Jarrett. Thanks, buddy. Hello. How are you boys? What um how do you deal with trouble in recovery, Jarrett? One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> Thanks, Jarrett. That's all we, I got. We love you, buddy. That works. Uh, he's gonna share his story at some point, yeah. right? He's never shared? No, he's yeah. never shared. That all was right. the first and last. Goodbye. Bye. So yeah, that's what I got. Really, um how you respond to certain situations. And um 
I, I like to say I try to go to God first. What would God have me do? What would Jesus do? And uh, that's always helpful to me. I'm going to give it to Dennis. You got to draw it for me. Because last, last time we did it, I drew them all. Sponsorship. Sponsorship. Uh, let's see. Like, uh, I can take that from two perspectives of, of having a sponsor and being a sponsor. I think having a sponsor, I think it's, kind of, it's really important, especially, like, early on because, like, like doing the steps and everything is like, I don't know, kind of like going off into the woods, right? And not knowing the way to grandma's house or whatever, right? But a sponsor has gone through the woods before and knows how to get there so they can show you how to get there, you know? Um, otherwise, you can wander around and do everything wrong because you don't really understand what's going on. I think as far as being a sponsor... Uh, I'm under the class that, like, my responsibility of being the sponsor is to help someone go through the steps. And hopefully by going through the steps, they get a connection with God. And they become more God-reliant rather than sponsor-reliant. And to also be that, like, ear that they can call and, like, trust or whatever, you know, if they have a problem or something, you know. Um, I think now I don't talk to my sponsor as much as I did early on but if I ever do have something come up he's like the first person that I would talk to about that but then I also have a fellowship around me that doesn't act as a sponsor but act as sounding boards and like friendship and stuff so that's my take on sponsorship thanks Dennis stop making fun of me All right. sharing. it's too easy what do we got? Guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. <laughs> well, guilty I'm gonna. Shameful about making fun of me while I'm sharing. Nobody can hear you. So I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna switch it up, guys. I'm not gonna do what was on that. I'm gonna do shame and guilt, and I'm I'm going to um, to say the transition of how I felt. I was I was very shameful. I would. Um, I would walk into there was a, a grocery store that I would get my uh, beers from. It was called Max Market, not Max M A X, but Max, like somebody that was clearly from Ireland, whose name might have been McDonald. And when he wasn't running a farm, he had this market, uh, and I would get my beers and then go in the car and I would drink them. And every once in a while, when I was feeling feisty, I would go, I would like one or two more. So I would get out of my car and I would go back into the place that I was just in about an hour earlier and I would get more. And there was one day where I ran into a coworker of mine because it was only a mile away from my work, this place. So, I mean, talk about not really caring about anything. It was like such a obvious place that I could run into people I knew. But I ran into a coworker of mine who stopped working with the company six months earlier. But uh, I was good friends with her in there. And I didn't even make eye contact with her. She's like, hey, Mike, how's it going? And I'm like, good. 
and I, I actually, I don't think I've talked to her since because I, I moved away and everything else. But I'm sure she thought something was really odd because this was somebody I was friends with. And I was very shameful in my drinking that I stopped looking at people in the eye at all. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I feel myself still going to a place where I won't make eye contact with people. And I don't know why that is. It's just I'll look down or I'll look away. Like when you... I've always been like that? I've always been like that. I've always been like that and I'm still like that. Whether drinking or not drinking. Mike's turn. Do you think I can comment? Well, I was cu- I was curious on you guys. I know this is breaking James uh, Tear and Share rules. <laughs> I just I didn't know if I was the only one. Like, have you had a you, you had an issue with it, James, at all? Ever? Um, rarely. I mean, in the last five years, I've I, I look people in the eye because mm. I like and I look people in the eye and smile too because I let them know that I'm interested and I'm listening and I'm I'm. Even if it's not real, it's it's a good start. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like. I don't even know if I associate it with uh, my drinking. Like with my job in broadcasting, a lot of times I'm talking, I'm telling a story. There's absolutely nobody that I can even look at. So I just like thousand yard stare while I'm talking. So sometimes I find myself even if I'm with somebody else or if I'm doing an interview. I'll like stare off and I have to remind myself there's somebody here. Like there's somebody that you're you're directing this question to and I'm trying to get better at it, but I know in my drinking I felt I felt shameful and very guilty in that what I was doing was wrong and I knew as I was drinking. Not only was I uh uh, drinking and not going to be able to engage in conversations with at the time my wife, but I was going to have to lie about it and feel some guilt in that. So it was something I dealt with. And after making like the living amends, and now I, I don't have any guilt about that stuff because I know that I'm an alcoholic and I, I tell myself that to get myself through it. So that's it, James. That's a five-minute tear and share, which I know you're squirming in your seat about. Right? A little. <clears throat> Guess what my topic is? Squirming in your seat? Forgiveness. Mm. So, um, I, I forgive both of you for making me sit out here in the sun. It's, nice it's actually kind of nice out. We had a... a Brief heat wave here. Like I was in the car and it was ninety nine degrees outside. And um, I don't know if I shared this last week, but me and the kids were at Epcot, and we got out of the car and we started walking to the Skyliner. And they both just said, "Dad, Dad, we don't want to go. <laughs> it's too hot." And um, I'm they didn't wanna, they no. Want to go to the park? They didn't want to go to the park. And they waited until you got all the way there. Well, because it was so hot. Well, you don't feel the heat. So what I did was the AC. Yeah, what I did was I asked for their forgiveness and I told them we're going. <laughs> you, you asked for the forgiveness before you. Yeah, started. I was like, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. We're going, and they're like, nah. But it worked out. We went to uh, and the Skyliner. It was nice, and there was a breezeway through that. They designed them very well. And then we, we booked it. 
Talitha was working. So we saw Talitha at the butterfly house and we, we watched all the butterflies and then we, um, we, uh, we went in the land pavilion and we stayed there for two hours and rode all the rides in there. And we ate a lot of food and a lot of treats. And, you know, they, they forgave me. And by the time we got out, it was getting cool outside. So it actually worked out very well. And uh, that's what I got on forgiveness. Did they forgive you? Yeah, they always forgive me. Yeah, they've given me so... They're just so kind this trip. They're just... They're being nice to each other. Uh, they're being good brothers. They're, it's just really remarkable. You know, I think after five years of being a good dad and not being angry and giving them direction, and it's starting to finally rub off on them. It's really nice. Now, when they're at home with their mom, that's a different story. <laughs> we'll see. All right, I got identification and recovery. Good luck with that one. I, okay, thank you, James. Um, I think it's uh, what I heard coming into the rooms was uh, relate and don't compare. Yes. You know, like if I look at like a lot of points of Mike and James's stories, especially with kids and marriages and stuff like that like I can't relate at all I've never had kids I've never been married um and if I focus on that kind of stuff I could say like oh those people are nothing like me but the truth is is that us three have a lot more in common than we do differently you know especially like mine and James's story has a lot of similarities um and Mike as well so when I start focusing on that kind of stuff, I can relate more and learn more and see that, you know, I guess just like everything in life, we have a lot more in common than we do uh, not in common. So it's those commonalities that we can bond over and, like, you know, move forward with. That's, that's nice and sweet. Yeah, I was. It was a little salty for me, if I'm being honest. How what do we got? To fail. How not to fail. How not to fail. Well, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy not to fail. Don't do anything. All you gotta do, if you feel yourself failing, lower the bar, right? And then lower the bar, and then oh. hope there's an open bar. No. I get it. I think it's yeah. Thanks. I'll be here all the week. Try the veal. I uh, I think the best thing to work for is being, and this is kind of goes into not comparing, right? I try to just look at how I still have written in the first big book that I had, how life was unmanageable. My first sponsor, Dave, said, write down three ways that life was unmanageable. And, um, and how you felt. And I remember that even if in a day, it seems like everything's going wrong. There's been days where I've had a flat tire. My daughter is screaming, upset about whatever. And, um, you know, the boss at work tells me that I have to do something I don't want to do, which happens a lot. Um, I sit and I go, well, I'm going to make sure I don't pick up today. And then that's a win for me. And then I'm going to try to work through this stuff and know that 
maybe I'm supposed to learn something from this. So anytime there's a challenge that comes up, I don't fail by uh, just not giving up, you know. There's, there's some days, even like last week, I think I said to myself, I just want to say fuck it and not participate in this thing at work at all. And I, in my head, I was going through excuses because anytime that I have my daughter, uh, I don't like, and I'm sure James goes through this, having his kids for this month, there's a lot of things that if he doesn't want to do it and he has to miss time with them during that, I, I'm sure it's uh, it's frustrating to say the least. Like if at work, if they scheduled you when you thought it was going to be a day that you could just uh, relax or make memories, it's it's annoying. And I'm grateful that I can fall back on the pro- program and go, okay, well, the one thing that I know I succeeded at today was I talked with another alcoholic and I stayed away from uh, picking up. So at the, the basis of success, that's what I uh, attribute that to. Where, where are we at, James? You got... Time-wise, we have plenty of time. Okay. 20 minutes. You want to do, do another one? Yeah, just one more. Uh, I don't want to turn go. it off. <laughs> first meeting. My first meeting... Can I pick a different one? Nope. Okay. No. Um, your first meeting at your current home. Room. How about, how about the first time you met us? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't remember the first time I met I don't remember the first time meeting Mike, but I Maybe remember the, the first f- time you met your higher power. What the was he like? F- my first meet, uh, the first time I heard Mike, I, um, I, I liked him. I was like, oh, I liked him. It was, he had a good share, and he's continued to have good shares since then. He actually opened up the topic this morning at the morning meeting that Dennis missed because he was watching Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel. M- sorry, Miss Marvel. <laughs> and um, his topic was uh, self-worth, and I wanted to share. I just, we'll do it next week. I didn't share. Um, but my sponsor always tells me I should share, so... Um, I don't know. We I didn't start hanging out with Mike until really we all got together and we started doing this podcast. I think Mm-mm. before that, huh? Mm-mm. Yep. At the, My uh, memory's not so good. Remember we we went to the retreat. I think that the was retreat. So- yeah, you went. That's right. You yeah. rode with our friend that's no longer with us. I mean, he's still alive, but he's not in the rooms. <laughs> he listens every week. He's not dead. What's his name? Huh? I, is that breaking anonymity? Huh? Survey says, Dennis. Well, let's just call him Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we did. We went to the, one of the retreats. And those retreats are they're remarkable because they're on a lake. And you've got a, a kind of a structured weekend where you're just doing what we're doing. It's kind of like podcasting all weekend. Well, now that I think about it. Except they go through every single step. We go through every. They go through every single step, and you're with three people that you may or may not know very well. I had Big Al, so that was fun with him. So I got to know Big Al in the small group. When I went to it that one time, I didn't know any of the people that I was with. But it's one of those things that it's it's AA. So you, after you share once, you feel like you know them. Yeah. I don't. My last retreat was kind of. 
I don't know. I, I one of the people was a little off, so you it was weird sharing. I don't know why. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. One of the people is off a little, but since then I, I think I've gotten over myself. And it probably wasn't him; it was me. Uh, the first time I met Dennis, I remember he was at the morning meeting, and I, I don't know if we sat next to each other. I think we did. I was like, "Hi, I'm James. Hi, I'm Dennis. Oh, I'm glad we're at a meeting. Yeah, me too." All right, let's be friends, okay? And that, <laughs> is that how it went? Yeah, kind of. And um, then we found out that we both live in town, and we we had some. I told him about how one of my spiritual, well, my main spiritual experiences. Um, the person on the TV was talking to me and telling me to change my life, and Dennis said that he had the same kind of experience. I was like, "How does that happen to two people in this universe?" And I was like, our brains are pretty messed up. But God got through to us at our best location, the TV. <laughs> yeah. They say he'll appear to you in your most comfortable. <laughs> most comfortable. Pride. All right. Um, yeah, pride. I think pride. Pride rock. Pride is important. Um, we should have more parades. And be okay with our sexuality and and all of that kind of stuff. You are loved. <laughs> um, was that the wrong pride? I don't know. Oh. I think it's the wrong day. I don't know. I think, uh, I think, uh, ta- like, uh, false pride can be very dangerous, you know, where we think too much of ourselves or, like, let our ego get in the way where we get insulted by things that people say or do that have nothing to do with us. Um, I think uh, it's important to approach recovery humble, you know. Realize that we're not in a good spot when we first come in and to be open-minded and learn and uh, realize that there are people that have gone through what you're going through and have made it out the other side. So if you come in with too much pride and a closed mind, you're never going to learn and get through it. So humbleness is important. So it's almost like they're synonyms for uh, ego. I picked the best one Kinda, for you, right? the last one. Kind of. Can be. I mean, it's a, it's a trait of egoness, I guess. Mm. All righty. I, um, I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And when I first came into the room, I'm trying to see if they can figure what the topic is. So if I say Lord of the Rings, listener, what do you think I pulled as a topic that we have talked about before? The Return of the King. I was thinking the addiction. So so I, um, I picked up Fellowship, which I guess, I guess it's like friendship, right? But Fellowship is just like how the fellowship of the ring it's almost like what you go through and you find other people that have gone through similar things dennis was talking about that in the things with identification right is i can look at people that share in the rooms and some of the things that they talk about and i can say Wow, I don't have anything in common with them. But identifying that anybody 
that is in the rooms can be a part of my fellowship. I just have to trust that it's going to help me stay sober today. So some days, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but at the end of a a meeting, there's people that it's almost like a magnet. Like you're like drawn to say, Hey, like, thanks for, thanks for sharing and go up and you have a little bit of a conversation that you wouldn't have had if they didn't share. <laughs> okay. All right. I, oh. I'm sorry. What did you, what, what did you just do? I made fellowship tea. <laughs> he took a tree branch and put it in my coffee. But it matched the cup. It was. <laughs> it was. It, and it was. It was a very large. You know what? It did make you look like super hippy dippity, and it reminded me of all the people in Vermont that I still have resentments against. What? Because they're hipsters? Uh, yeah, because they're awful people. I'm still drinking it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's good. I'm glad. So. Yeah, you you guys are both sick. Uh, sick of more. I'm sick of more. I wish you were sick of less. This is what I would wish. So uh, I would say fellowship to me is most important. If Hey, if you can do it without it, like I know not to call out, but like James and I, fellowship, really, really important. I would say that at least when you and I both met our sponsor, he wasn't one that had um, as much fellowship because of his busy schedule. So he had to... His fellowship was... He's a family man. Yeah, was, He's a was, family man. was done different. So he'll stick around after the meeting and he'll have conversations, but he goes to more meetings in person than you and I both do. Yeah. Right? It's a, little, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. So I would say get what you... Like if you're feeling uh, squirrely, maybe fellowship is, is lacking or maybe meetings or maybe something else in the program. So... Try it out. It's very important, I think, to uh, the three of us anyway. You know, so give it a give it a shot. Dennis, anything else you want to add in? How was that coffee with the branch in it? It was very scrumptious. Thank you, James. You're welcome. Yeah, you sound like you're a thousand years old. Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. You don't look like it, though. Yeah. You look a million years old. All right. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you. On episode 146, with a defective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. To remember, happy pride. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say be kind and rewind, but oh, I like yours better. <laughs> See you next time. I was going to say woohoo.